Welcome to another edition of the Barstool Sports Fantasy Hour. I'm Smitty, joined as always with uh, at Bales Football for Fantasy Labs. Big week this week. We're reporting live from the CEO's office. Step up, moving up in the world. Don't hate it. Uh, but Bales is coming off a uh, tournament that we discussed in detail last episode in which he was going up against 180 people for the World Championship of DraftKings, taint-loving, whatever it's called. I don't even know. But $2 million was awarded to the first place. $1 million was awarded to the second place. Best players in the world, couple amateurs. It was an exclusive invited event. Bales, what place did you come in? I want an exact answer here. I got 97th out of 180. Okay. The official name of that was, it was the DraftKings uh, Taint Loving Championship. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I finished so low. <laughs> well, I, we discussed a little bit. You finished low. Melvin Gordon, you had in your lineup, killed you. So it was that basically the 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 nail in the coffin for you within the first two? Yeah, but to be to be honest, I it uh, it wouldn't have affected the lineup that much. Even even I uh, yeah, I scored like 134 or something. Even with even with a normal Melvin game, I make like not that much more, like five or ten k at the most. More what um. What did the first place guy have besides Le'Veon Bell? He actually played uh, Travis Benjamin, who had a, a negative two-yard rush, and that was it, I think. So he had negative .2 from Benjamin and still won. Uh, yeah, he had Le'Veon, obviously, and some weird play. He had the Falcons D went off completely, yeah, and he had Tevin Coleman stack with them. Ooh, that's a ballsy yeah. move, huh? That's what I thought, but he was in 9% of these lineups. Really? Well, it looks like these guys know more than you. How about yeah. we get them on this fucking podcast? I know. <laughs> I think I'm like, because <laughs> uh, he wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, because uh, Devontae Freeman didn't do much, did he? No, he got, the thing was that he got, he got a bit um, hurt, I think, and then he, he hardly, early in the game or whatever, and then he, he hardly played. So um, It's not like the Falcons needed him in there. They were steamrolled through. Um, so, uh, any other experiences, uh, takeaways from the big tournament? Are there any more coming up in the next three weeks? I mean, there's the FanDuel one um, next next week in LA. This week in LA. Are you qualified? You're qualified for that? No, but um, I'm thinking about going. Uh, well, it's too late now, but uh, probably go there and. Uh, oh, just hang out with your boys and take some action. Yeah, I mean, my, you know, my swap some spit, whatever you freaking. <laughs> Kids call it. <laughs> yeah, swap some spit and grab some nuts. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, the DK um, Tank Lovers Championship was really good, though. It, there was uh, uh, Nate Silver was there, and uh, that was that was cool. Um, yeah, it's just a good experience overall, and I had some friends finish pretty high, so that was good. Uh, now we wanted to go in this before we started actually uh, getting into the analytical aspects of each player for week, what is it, week 15, week 14? Week 15, yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell went off, and we discussed him last week. It was basically a one-two pop of him and David Johnson. If you picked either, you couldn't go wrong. David Johnson ended up coming on a little towards the end, but he pretty much stalled the whole game. Le'Veon Bell had the best game fantasy-wise out of any one of all time, you can argue. Pretty I don't close. think you, I don't I don't yeah, you could argue that you ju- you'd be 
wrong. <laughs> okay, well, it was definitely the best of the season at 51 yeah, points. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. But uh, it, 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 it sucks when a player of that magnitude and popularity goes off for that much. It's great when you have them, but if you don't, especially in cash games, you're basically fucked because he's being played in 70% of the lineups and anyone else can have, you know, dog shit playing with them. They could be playing all the Eagles wide receivers, minus Zach Hurts last week, and Justin Hunter and Anua and still come out on top in most leagues. I mean, is that a factor that you see at any time going into games? Yeah, but so what happens is I I thought Le'Veon was a fine play last week and and like half of the lineups that I created for this, just creating like I just created a bunch of lineups and and chose one. Um, Like half had Le'Veon and it was just a matter of like uh, I pretty much was off of David Johnson for this and it was am I going to play Le'Veon or not? Um, Yeah, the ownership, like how many how many guys have the player in their lineups? matters a little bit in like 50 50s but not really you're pretty much just going after value so you probably are gonna you would be more inclined to play levy on in that or or um potentially david johnson he was more last week and again this week um but in tournaments um yeah you mentioned like well if you if so many people have him and he does really well you're basically dead and that's true um but if so many people have him and he does really poorly yeah, you just you you went ahead of everyone else, and because of like payouts in, um, because payout payouts are naturally top heavy in GPPs, it makes um, strategical sense to sometimes get away from those high owned guys, even though it feels wrong, even though like sometimes you're gonna get killed and it feels like you just made like a really bad move. Um, so I think, but if he if he pulls a Melvin Gordon and gets hurt in the first thirty seconds of the game, you're playing against thirty percent of the field instead. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that feeling of like comfort or the feeling of like everyone wants good things to happen as much as possible, and they care less about like how good they are. Um, and so psychologically, people try to cash in GPPs, and they just feel comfortable cashing, whereas probably it's a better strategy to try to get first and um, not cash a little bit more often. And that means sometimes getting away from those guys, um, even though it feels it feels wrong. Um, so yeah, I think that um, I think I care about that, but it's more like trying to exploit the the fact that 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 other people um, just like there's a psychological bias to try to um, maximize the um, frequency of caches or the frequency of like how good you feel versus the um, total amount of how good you feel or the total amount of money that you make. I concur. Well put. Well put. All right. On to week week 15. Uh, Let's get right into it. Number one player overall position, notwithstanding who you got. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go DJ. It's DJ or (laughs) Le'Veon. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, like, if you're picking anyone, I don't know what else to say. It's DJ or Le'Veon. I like DJ against the Saints because of the upside there in in the passing game. Just could go completely off. Um, Steelers on the road. If the Steelers were at home last week, I would have been more inclined to choose um, Le'Veon maybe in the the championship. It's not that – I don't think Le'Veon suffers at all on the road, but they have – you know, the Steelers, especially Big Ben, probably a, a bit worse on the road. So I think Le'Veon has a slight worse 
chance of scoring a touchdown in that game. So that's why I'm going to go with um, with DJ. Uh, and he's over 10K now on DraftKings. So it's tough to get him in there. But um, yeah. I think I think he's the guy. It's Le'Veon or him, but I'll go with David Johnson. Uh, what I'm, about you? What about you? I, I'm thinking, honestly, I'm going with the quarterback this week. I think Matt Ryan throws for five touchdowns and then they sit him. Like, they brave them to be running backs. So, I think Matt Ryan was going to score 35, 40 points this week and be the number one overall score. I think Matt Ryan's the top, the top quarterback. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so we discussed quarterbacks. That's your number one. Who else do you like, especially value plays? Um, I like Matt Ryan. That was my top in terms of total points. I still like Matt Ryan. I think you play McCash, Tyrod. 5,700 against the Browns is, uh, especially with him running, so safe. So I think that that's probably my uh, my cash quarterback. And I think you can also play um, Rodgers um, probably a bit back in the groove. Looks like looks like a normal Rodgers now, which uh, I think was inevitable. Um, and I think that the, the beginning of the season was probably a fluke. It was very unlikely that an all-time great statistical quarterback just by yeah. – just now sucks. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Tony Romo after he replaces Dak Prescott in the first quarter this week? Yeah, love love Romo in the in the Millie. Where where is uh, where is Rogers? I don't even see him. His price. Um, oh, Rogers. I'm, in, I'm in the Millie. I'm in. The, oh, never mind. I see him. He's 7100. Ryan's yeah. 7300. Okay. Um, well, I will real quickly. I want to say anyone, all the people saying that Romo needs to replace Dak are just like out of their oh, minds. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they're idiots. They're idiots. Right now, they're idiots. Let, let, let the man, let the man ride the gravy train until he can't anymore. But I, I will say this: uh, PFT commenter had a brilliant tweet. I mean, all of his tweets are brilliant, but he had a great one saying that uh, they, uh, how'd it go? They they should let uh, Tony. It was on the gist of they should let Tony Romo replace Dak to. Uh, to, to basically crumble the season. I mean, it was awarded. Wow, that sounds really good. Yeah, no, but it was it was it was awarded a lot more uh, sophisticated and satirical than <laughs> my dumbass mind can uh, <laughs> eloquent, eloquently put. Eloqu- eloquently, Elo- eloquently, eloquently, eloquently. See, I'm trying. It's late. I've been here. You're doing a good. Hey, 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 man, hey, man. You're doing. Hey, you're doing okay. I got kicked out of two podcast studios today. We had to do a goddamn meeting in the stairwell between me and Riggs because every room was taken. That's my standard here. And now I'm just four thirty, five thirty. Was it six thirty right now? Just trying to get through this goddamn podcast. Well, we have three more weeks left. Hey, I don't like that attitude. And <laughs> you're in, you're in the CEO's office. Or the, no, no, the, the whatever. Yeah, yeah. now to see you. Yeah. Oh, okay. You stretch it a little bit. <laughs> Taking the big time. No, I apologize. I, I actually love this podcast. It's a shame no one else does. Uh, Dude, you keep saying that, and then people keep emailing me. Man, I love the podcast. I'm one of like, I'm one of the ten. One of the dozen. The dirty dozen. <laughs> like I've heard of. I'm, I've heard from like a thousand of them. No, no, it's it's getting better. It's getting better. And oh, yeah. you listen, we, we we do. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we are, at least for next year, maybe even before then, uh, I'd like to get something stable going. Oh, before we move on to running backs, what do you think about Derek Carr at San Diego? You don't think he has the chance of lighting the fires? Yeah, Derek Carr, I think, is um, someone that you can always 
sort of uh, play because of how much they're going to throw the ball. So I, I'm not. I'm definitely not playing them in cash. Uh, the Chargers actually have a um, a uh, a decent pass defense, but I I uh, I don't hate that. I actually like that um, that call in tournaments. Uh, and then I also like it because um, the correlation with the receivers, you just know which 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 two to pick. He he throws to the two, and so it's it's um it's uh it's sort of a situation like the yeah yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like where the Jets used to um, before Petty. I mean, Fitzpatrick only threw to to Marshall and Decker, and so it was a, a very obvious stack. On the running backs, you mentioned Bell and Johnson already. Who else uh, you got kicking it this week? Um, I mean, that, those are the guys in in uh, in cash that you're pretty much looking at. Um, you have Shady at eighty nine, but once you get to that price, I'm probably just paying up for uh, Le'Veon. Um, you have, uh, I mean, if Melvin's out, which it looks like he's going to be, then you have Kenneth Farrow at 4,400, who I think you probably put in the flex and on DK, you just play those three. And then, um, because there are a few cheap receivers that I like a bit more than last week, you can probably, you can probably, uh, squeeze that in. So you're saying, uh, you're, you you're, also, saying you're saying you can fit in David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell if, if, if you play Farrow in the flex? He, if he, you're going cheap everywhere else, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't hate. I don't. It. I, I actually don't think that you should do it, but um, I think that you should pick one. But yeah, you can yeah. do that. You're Pharaoh, and then and then. Um, but Pharaoh is getting the bulk of the carries. He didn't do much with them last week, but he is going to get be the primary back in the backfield for the Chargers. Correct. Um. Yeah, I think so. Uh. And then and then also I um I think Lamar Miller probably, uh, because of the price at fifty four hundred. Any uh, any other big values you got down here? I'm looking at uh, yeah, I'm I'm not seeing much this week. <laughs> not really, but I like Demarco in tournaments. Ooh, that's a little sexy pick for you at Tennessee. Who's but they're giving the ball to Henry a lot, a lot. I don't like it at all. Yeah, but um, Demarco has had more than. The last time DeMarco had fewer than 20 touches was week two. He still had 21 carries last week. Yeah, well, he could have had 41. That's the point, especially around the goal line. I'll take 21. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for that advice. Um, on the wide receivers, uh, you got the big cats, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Beckham, uh, EJ Green's still out, Jory Nelson's coming along, T.Y. Hilton, big week last week. Uh, who do you like up top that you just got to play that's going to explode? Yeah, yeah, I, I rostered T.Y., who was, like, super chalky in the tournament. He did well. Um, and I also rostered the guy that I think is, like, still severely underpriced, Marquise Lee, mm-hmm. 4K. Matchup isn't ideal, but it wasn't last week either against the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, as long as, as, long as Alan Hearns is out, uh, Blake Bortles is going to be reckless with the ball. I mean, you can guarantee that. And Marquise Lee is actually out playing Alan Robinson at this point. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I mean, Marquise Lee's only four thousand uh, dollars. Who else do you like at the wide receiver? I like Pierre Garcon. If you're playing, um, so he's a cheap one you can play if, if you're playing on like a Thursday to Monday because they play Monday night. Monday night is going to like tilt things big time. I think that's the highest over uh, over under Washington against the uh, the Panthers and. Um, yeah, it, obviously, if you're just playing like the Millionaire Maker, it, it's not in it. But if you're playing Thursday to um, 
to uh to Monday night than than I like Urson. Who's your big time value guy at uh wide receiver besides Marquise Lee? That guy yeah, tournaments that could could explode. Uh yeah, I mean Marquis Lee's the top one. Um Tyrell Williams, he's not really like super cheap. He's fifty eight hundred. Um probably Taylor Gabriel Gabriel is still too cheap. Um yeah, he had a big game last week as well. Yeah, I know that kind of actually killed people because he was so high owned, and he actually he didn't he didn't he didn't have a he didn't have a great game other than I think he caught like a sixty yard touchdown in the third quarter or something. Mm. Um, uh, Cam Meredith, maybe you're looking at, but Alshon's back, uh, but he's only forty two hundred against the Packers. Um, yeah, just really those guys that I, that I mentioned, and you can. You can look at uh, Allen Robinson. So Marquise Lee's four hundred dollars cheaper, but Allen Robinson's now forty four hundred, which is just yeah, which is amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. Just a fall from grace. I it's actually like. Fun. I don't think it's a complete mistake to just play Allen Robinson and Marquise Lee in cash. I don't. I I don't think that that's like completely optimal, but I there's some argument to just do that so that you can and and play that with um with Bortles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> someone's got to be throwing them. <laughs> the board was in cash. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch, watch. Ty Hill or uh, Ty Yeldon just start chucking the ball around them. <laughs> oh, they have Denard. He could throw. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Can't tie his shoelaces, but he can throw. I'm shocked he's still in the league. To be honest with you, ah, he's always been an athlete. Uh, on to tight ends. Uh, Tyler Eifert is coming on, exploding. Uh, towards the end of the season. He's only at 56. Well, not only at 5,600. Second price tight end at 5,600. Travis Kelsey, number one. Ertz is finally getting the ball, playing with a little gusto. But then again, he only has two big games a year, and both of them are against the Redskins. They're already done. Not sure how well he's going to do. Who do you like this week at tight end? Yeah, I think it's pretty wide open at tight end. I think those guys that you mentioned are all in play. I like Kelsey more than Eifert. Um, Eifert, probably a slightly better chance to score. Um, but uh, Tennessee worse against the tight end. Kyle Rudolph, 4,300 um, against the Colts, who are one of the worst teams in the league against the tight end, and you get the savings. And then if you're looking for just like um, – it's not a good matchup, but Delaney now down to 3,900 just because of how good he is. And, uh, you know, you don't get too often that opportunity for a, a really athletic tight end who can go off at 3,900. You know, and then also in cash, I, I think Jermaine Gresham because of the price of twenty five and the matchup against the Saints, it's like it's awesome. It's, very, it's just very wide open. Uh, what about your boy Ladarius Green? It was snowing a bit up in Buffalo. It kind of hindered him as well as uh, Ben Big Ben chucking the ball a little recklessly. Uh, do you think he makes a comeback at Cincinnati a bit? I don't know because the, I wouldn't be worried by the six targets the week before he got eleven, um, but he wasn't on the field that much. I think he was on the field like 40, 40 some percent of snaps. Mm. That's not good. Um, so not as much because of, because of that. Uh, I, I just don't know that, that he's going to be on the field. Um, so I'd rather just play Delaney, who I know is going to be on the field, or, or even Kyle Rudolph. Uh, for cash, that boy uh, C.J. Fjordowicz is uh, still getting targets, getting seven targets. Didn't do much with him last week, only three catches. But uh, for cash games, do you think he uh, could be a play? He's not yeah. going to explode, so forget him out in tournaments. But. Yeah, 
kind of. I think that he's underpriced because he is getting those targets, but it's sort of like the DeAndre thing on the same team where they're so bad. It's like there's a little bit of a trap where you're like, oh, man, he's going to explode. DeAndre is a much better athlete, obviously. Um, but you don't care. You shouldn't be solely concerned with value in cash games. Everyone is, but like what happens if the players don't do as, as you think they're going to, which is inevitable pretty much across an entire lineup, then you need someone to bail them out. And if you have no one to bail them out, then you're in trouble. So you want, you still want upside in, in cash games. And I value it a lot more than other people. So I don't like Fedor, Fedorowicz as much because of that. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the play. I do think that he's a value, but I'd rather, I, I'd much rather just play Gresham because of the savings or pay up for someone with more upside. Gotcha. All right. <clears throat> On a defense, uh, Falcons at home against San Fran, top salary uh, pick, Texans. Um, next in line, who I love, but, I mean, we just said play Marquise Lee now and Robinson in the same lineup, so he'll be going up against them, which is – won't hear that much anywhere else. Uh, who else do you like in uh, the defensive perspective? Who do you think is going to go off? All right, I'm going to give you two. One. I got one. I got one in my back pocket. I think it's money. But All right, I have two that are like – one of them is the what I think is the best defensive play of the year. You heard it here I first, know. folks. You heard it here first. I know it's not – and you know I've been hitting on the Ds. Oh, God, if you say Patriots <laughs> – like, come on, man. <laughs> um, I don't hate the Patriots, actually, this week, but it's not them. Um, I want to hear yours to see if it's this, but this is I, this is my number one defensive call of, of the year. Uh, mine was going to be Chiefs because uh, at home against Tennessee, uh, you know, I, 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 think they, I think they just play. It's a tough place to play, and Tennessee's not really kicking it up on the offensive side against decent defenses. Um, and I think they're a good value at 3,400, but, uh, that's not, obviously not who it's going to be because you were pimping up Delaney Walker and DeMarco Murray a little bit. So, uh, as you were, um, top defense is the Vikings at home, home against the Colts. And that's your pick of the year. That, that's it. That was a little anticlimactic, but we'll take it. Uh, I mean, for defense, it's not like my. Well, I thought I thought you were gonna whip out something like the Bears at home against Green Bay or the fucking Browns. No one's gonna home. use the fucking Vikings I, against Andrew Luck. Yeah, I know, but you, 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 you I'm not gonna lie, you kind of, kind of cock tease us a little bit there. I thought it was gonna be a much more of a uh, climatic. Uh, why do you, Why do you keep saying climatic? Okay. Yeah, I use that. Did I use it once or twice this episode? Twice. Twice. Sorry, I won't say it again. Um, no, they're a favorite. They have. Oh, no, I'll say climatic all I want. Like, like that, that was like, wait, what's the over under? That, that's the only thing you're going by. Climactic. Climactic. Climatic. Climac. Cli- climatic. All right. Uh, they're <laughs> a four point I can eloquently favorite. say any words that I please. <laughs> they're a four point favorite home. They have the highest sack rate in the league. They sacked the quarterback on 13.1% of passes. That's really high. Andrew Luck takes a huge amount of sacks. Also, uh, he'll score some points. So people don't 
um, play defenses against him, but he takes it. He takes a huge number of sacks and makes really bad decisions when he's getting um, pressured. I'll pull up his uh, his um, sack rate this year. It is over the past twelve months. Um, 7.7%, fifth worst in the league behind a bunch of running quarterbacks, Tyrod, Robert Griffin, Colin Kaepernick. So they're good. I, I can almost guarantee that I would bet a lot of money they have at least three sacks in the game, and I think they're going to have more. Um, and I think there's like an awesome chance for a return touchdown there. And I think you're getting them at low ownership in tournaments. It is, it's the best play that I've had at, at, at defense all year. That's the play. All right. So, I mean, what more do you need? You heard it you here. You feel better now, right? That was better. I, I mean, you put the bell stamp of approval on it. You, you, you took your nuts out and you fucking dipped it in the ink and you put it right down on the computer. Yeah, I usually don't do that. I'm pretty, like, yeah. uh, you know, iffy. Yeah, so so when the Vikings give up 400 points to Andrew Luck and T.Y. Elton, we'll know the answer to it. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I will uh, preface it with: there's some decent chance they do really poorly. You and- <laughs> <He> would. You <laughs> uh, would. All right. Well, that concludes uh, this fine episode of uh, climatic endeavors. Uh, anything else you want to add? Mm, no, not this. All right. Week. Good talk. Uh, Follow at Dale's Football, FantasyLabs.com. If you have any questions, that's Smitty Barstow over here. And, yeah, we only got a couple weeks left. Go get it.